I'm trying to be as blunt as possible. I politically disagree with people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I do not wish any violence on them. That is not who I am. It's not because, yeah, you just have to say that stuff because you work for Sirius XM. No, it's, I do talk radio. I don't know how much more clear I have to be about this. I am not a revolutionary commander. I'm not leading a militia. I do talk radio. If somebody says, Andrew, you're all talk. Yes, that's what I do. I talk about things. This is a talk radio program. It's not a call to arms. It's not get up and kill. It's none of that. That's not what I do. It has nothing to do with where I work. I've never been that person. I do not wish any violence, physical harm to Democrats, even the ones that hate my guts. But let's just say in the worst case scenario, all of the law enforcement apparatus failed. Now, Newsweek is reporting there was some secret FBI Homeland Security commando unit with shoot-to-kill orders. I don't never heard of this before. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But let's say they got in there. Let's say they got in there and they hogtied all of the members of Congress that were there to witness the electoral count. And they even stole the boxes full of electoral ballots, whatever, whatever documents, whatever paperwork was being counted. And they ran out and they set it on fire. It wouldn't be like, well, who's, who's going to be the president? I mean, they, they burned. What takes place in the Capitol, as historical as it is, monumental, as important as it is, is a formality. It's a, it's a, formal, it's a formal recognition, a symbolic recognition of the trans of the peaceful transfer of power to say that the peaceful transfer of power would not occur is ridiculous and to to hear these people say Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection against the United States he was the president of the United States what do you mean against the United States they're making it sound like he was some you know like he landed some boat in the D.C. harbor with revolutionaries and began to shoot his way into the Capitol. This is ridiculous. And these people, there's, I mean, to call these people intellectuals, I mean, they're frauds. They're frauds. You want to talk about a cult? This is a cult. The January 6th cult. The 6th Miss cult. This is a cult now. If you believe you can't possibly believe. You can't believe it. I, I, don't be, I, I don't believe you. If you say you believe that January 6th was worse than the assassination of President Kennedy, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe that you think that January 6th was worse than the attack on Pearl Harbor. I don't believe you. Because if you really believe that, you have no business. You know, you, you know, I'm not talking about government censorship, but you have no, in the, in the world of ethics and responsibilities and all that, thing, you have no business being anywhere near a keyboard if you really believe that. If you believe that January 6th was worse than the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan's life, you're a fool. I'm sorry, you're a fool. And that means that our media is being led by fools. That means that the news directors, the, the executive producers, and the, the anchors themselves are fools. 
or they're frauds. They're either fools or frauds. It can't be both. They're fools or frauds. Maybe a little bit of both, but they're fools or frauds. Wines at 695 Patriot 957-2874. The Atlantic. Not exactly a outpost of conservative thinking. Has a piece by Elaine Godfrey. Headline, the strangest ongoing mystery of January 6th. Who planted the Capitol Hill pipe bombs? Yes, let's ask this question. Because there's surveillance video of the suspect. The FBI managed to round up everyone who was in a square mile of the Capitol on January 6th, whether they were arrested or just contacted. Yet we can't find this mystery person who literally planted live pipe bombs at their headquarters of the Republican National Committee and the Democratic National Committee. But the person's on video. They're wearing a hooded sweatshirt, Nike sneakers. They must have purchased the material somewhere unless they were an operative or this was a plant or a false flag. How did this person manage to make bombs out of eight-inch galvanized steel pipe and nobody at the FBI, the NSA, or any other intelligence or law enforcement agencies able to trace this bomb? Where did they get the powder? Where did they get the mechanism? Which I believe was just a simple egg timer. How did someone construct these bombs with no trace? Again, they got everybody in a MAGA hat who used an ATM card within a mile of the Capitol on January 6th. They paper trailed those people right to their front doors. But still to this day, a year later, A person who planted a bomb, a live bomb, on the streets of the District of Columbia, the most surveilled place on planet Earth, has eluded every layer of law enforcement and intelligence the United States has to offer. Maybe it's the guy that shot Seth Rich. That guy's still out there somewhere. That guy is still out there somewhere. The person who shot Seth Rich, who fired a weapon inside the District of Columbia, the most surveilled place on earth, is still at large. Now I'm going to get even crazier here. Ray Epps. Isn't this guy on the FBI most wanted list? Everybody knows where he is. Why hasn't he been arrested? Why hasn't he been arrested? Why hasn't he been interviewed? Forget arrested. Why This guy who was out there, let's storm the Capitol. Everyone around him in every single video. No. No. This guy is walking around. Wine 695 patriot 9572874 Now what about this special operations force that was allegedly in the Capitol? Newsweek. Not exactly an outpost of conservative thinking as well. Headline exclusive, secret commandos with shoot-to-kill authority were at the Capitol. What? On Sunday, January 3rd, 
the heads of a half dozen elite government special operations teams met in Quantico, Virginia, to go over potential threats, contingencies, and plans for an upcoming joint session of Congress. The meeting, the subsequent deployment of the shadowy commandos on January 6th, has never before been revealed. Right after the new year, Jeffrey A. Rosen, the acting attorney general on January 6th, approved implementation of long-standing contingency plans dealing with the most extreme possibilities, an attack on President Donald Trump or Vice President Mike Pence, a terrorist attack involving a weapon of mass destruction and a declaration of measures to implement continuity of government requiring protection and movement of presidential successors. Rosen made a unilateral decision to take the preparatory steps steps to deploy Justice Department and so-called national forces There was no formal request from the U.S. Capitol Police, the Secret Service, or the Metropolitan Police Department. In fact, no external request from any agency. The leadership in justice and the FBI anticipated the worst and decided to act independently. The special operation forces lurking behind the scenes. That sounds like what they were planning for to intervene in was an actual terrorist attack. Not a bunch of people knocking over barricades and fighting with police. Hitting a police officer with a flagpole is terrible. It's illegal, it's wrong, and you should suffer the consequences if you do it. Spraying a police officer with bear repellent, wrong, illegal, criminal, and you should suffer the consequences if you do it. But that does not sound like the kind of plot that gave us 9-11 or the Oklahoma City bombing or the plans of the weather underground or Pearl Harbor. It's, they wouldn't need some secret, elite, commando-like force to repel a bunch of people who got completely out of control. It sounds like they thought there was going to be some kind of nuclear bomb being set off, a suitcase nuke, or a bioweapon attack, or something that at least involved guns. And this was done by the Trump Justice Department, by the way. The contingency units meeting on January 3rd included the FBI's hostage rescue team, the FBI National Render Safe Team, an FBI SWAT team from the Baltimore Field Office, a special response team from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, and the U.S. Marshal Service Special Operations Group. All of these assets were pre-deployed and ready to go over the weekend of January 2nd to the 3rd, staging out at the FBI Academy Complex in Quantico, 30 miles south of the Capitol building. If a WMD or terrorist attack occurred, the units were to move via helicopter to the site of the incident. The activation of the catastrophic... This, again, this looks like... Who saw the movie White House Down? That's what this looks like. That's what it sounds like. Except in the movie, it was green berets in helicopters. The activation of the catastrophic response units operating under plans already approved by President Trump entailed an automatic green light allowing federal responders to take the initiative and spare no resources, including shoot-to-kill authority to deal with the most extraordinary condition. 
Doesn't this kind of upend the entire median Democrat narrative that Trump was in on it? The Trump administration gave the green light to this super secretive force of people who are ready to respond to an actual terrorist attack should one occur on January 6th. The 350-strong hostage rescue team was established in 1983 to be a national-level counter-terrorist unit, offering a tactical option, a military option, for the most extraordinary law enforcement situations within the United States. Prior to 9-11, HRT was primarily a domestic counterterrorism unit. After the attack, the team took on additional missions, including working with the Joint Special Operations Command overseas in high-profile raids and the targeting of high-value targets. The FBI is the lead agency for what insiders call the no-fail, 24-hour, 7-day-a-week, 365-day-per-year response capability. In 1999, the Bureau was assigned the responsibility for the Render Safe Mission, a euphemism for extraordinary and highly classified actions that are slated to take place in cases of a lost, stolen, or hidden nuclear or radiological weapon. So what it sounds like is they were prepared for an actual terrorist attack an actual terrorist attack. What took place was wrong. It was criminal. It is not First Amendment protected, but it sure as hell wasn't that. If a nuclear weapon went off in the Capitol, that would be a tragedy, no matter who is the president of the United States. If a biological weapon was released in the Capitol and it killed elected officials, that would be a tragedy, no matter who. That's not what happened. That's not anything close to what happened. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We have a lot of audio to get to because Kamala Harris actually did say this is on the level of Pearl Harbor. That's insane and quite frankly, just stupid. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.